I've got the privilege to bring us the word of God in continuation of the series that we have been doing. You see all those things he says before he starts message? I don't know about that. <laughs> That's him. But yeah, we've been on a series that he started with us, the, fruitfulness, uh, the prosperity of fruitfulness. And we'll be looking at the... We've been looking at the prosperity of the soul. Okay. Please keep still. Everybody keep still. Keep still. Um, main text has been Psalm 19. Psalm 19. And today we'll be looking at Psalm 19 verse uh, 8b. Prosperity of fruitfulness. And this is the fourth series of eight. Four of eight. Today we'll be looking at the power of insight. Say to your neighbor, power of insight. When we talk about insight, maybe before I start with my message, I'll let you know what I'm going to do today. Today we'll be looking at the commandment. We'll talk briefly about the commandment. We'll talk briefly about the purity. And we'll also talk about insight. The main gist today is about insight. And I believe every one of us would like to know what the Lord has in stock. The Lord has a lot in stock, and that is the crux of the matter. If not because of the crux of the matter, this my 6 inches shoe doesn't matter. It doesn't count. All the making up this morning, waking up, doing the hair, and dressing up, coming to this place, it's not, it doesn't cut it. So we're going to talk the, the things that are the crux, so that we can be bet, we can be who He wants us to be. Is that right? Hallelujah. Yeah. Psalm 19 verse, we'll start, let's start from there. Um, people who do the scriptures, please come with me. Psalm 19 verse 8b. It said, the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eye. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eye. We've been taught about the commandment. We know a commandment is, is an order. It's a mandate. It's, it's an edict that needs to be obeyed. It's a must do. It's not something you negotiate or you want to come around it. You find a way around it. A commandment is to be obeyed. We've heard Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandment. John 14, 15. Don't need to go there. I'll tell you the scriptures that I want you to open up for me. If you love me, keep my commandment. And I, I believe we can recall what we've been told about the, the, the commandment of the Lord. It says, for this is the love of God, that you keep my commandments. When we say, Lord, I love you, then it should be ringing in the back of our heart to say, do we actually love him? So can we recall, let's recall what the, what the love of God, as he says in, uh, either the, which one you, do you want to do, Matthew 22 or, or Luke 10? Let's recall the commandment. You shall love the Lord your God, with all of us, everybody now, we shall love the Lord your God with all, with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. And also love your neighbor. That is the work to do. That is the commandment. And that commandment cannot be circumvented. There's nothing you can do about it. It must be obeyed. That is the crux of the matter. We remember that the commandment is, we were given the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments were now, uh, the, the, if you look at the Ten Commandments, it's divided into, the, I call it four, six. The four of it is for, for God, and the six of it is our inter, inter, interpersonal relationship, the way we relate. But Jesus now came, and he says, I've, come, I've not come to abolish the law, but I've come to fulfill the law. He has come to accomplish it, and we will see how he has come to accomplish it. It's a new commandment I give to you. It, it was said. It was said in Deuteronomy, in Exodus, and also in Deuteronomy where it says you will love the Lord. That is the job. That is the duty. To love the Lord with all of your heart, with your mind, with your soul, with your strength. 
and also love your neighbor as yourself. But there's something Jesus Christ now did. He introduced the dimension of the spirit. Someone said dimension of the spirit. And that is what made it new. Jesus says in John 14, 16, you can open it. You can project it if you like, if you can, if you're able to get there. He says, I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate to help you, and He will be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. I will, everybody read now. I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper that He may help abide with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. If you look at it from 16 to 17, that is what it says. Jesus said to the woman in the well, by the well, she said, there will come a time when those that will worship the Lord must worship him in spirit and in truth. So, we're talking about the spirit here as we can come to be able to do what he wants us to do. Don't worry, I don't have many notes. It is. It says, from what we, from the main text, it says, the commandment of the Lord is pure. It's pure. When we talk about pureness, you can see from where we read from the first one, and it says the command. The commandment of the Lord, when you talk about it, is perfect, is clean, is is the commandment of the Lord is perfect, is clean, is pure. I, I don't know if there's one in between. The commandment of the Lord is perfect. The first one from verse seven. Help me out with that. Yeah. No, just just give me what the word of the Lord is. One is perfect. The second one it says is what. It refreshes the soul. That was we did. Okay, we did that last week. It's perfect. It's clean. It refreshes the soul. So today it says it's pure. It's pure. When they say something is pure, we are talking about the word of God now. The word of God, the commandment of the Lord, the law of the Lord, the status of the Lord, the testimony, the law, the ordinances. All is about the word of God. The word of God. I don't know if you can recall John chapter 1 verse 1 and 2. Everybody, children, join me. John chapter 1 verse 1 to 2. In the beginning. Come on. Everybody. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Yeah. We're talking about this word of God now. This word of God. The testimony, the, 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 the testimony, the ordinances, the law, the instruction, all is about the word of God. We are talking about the word of God now. It says the word, the, this commandment is pure. That the word of God is pure. Say to your neighbor, the word of God is pure. And when we're talking about pureness now, we're talking about clean, unadulterated, not mixed, not mixed. There's no argumentation in it. Jesus, when Jesus, uh, when, when Jesus went to, before he went to the cross, when he was before Pilate, he said, when Jesus said to Pilate, when he, he declared to him about his deity, he says, I have come to bear witness to the truth. Right? I've come to bear witness to the truth. And Pilate says, what is the truth? How many of us are asking, what is the truth today? What is the truth? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. This is the reason why we must have insight. By the grace of God, we'll see how God is going to help us to build up. You see, why you need insight. And again, to avoid this spiritualizing everything, we need to come out of the box. Christians, come out of the box. 
It says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. How many persons is asking, what is the truth? Today you have relatives, uh, uh, the people are trying to avoid, in fact, today they're teaching no absolutes. When you don't understand what it's called, there's no absolutes. Relativism. A bit of that, a bit of that, a bit of that, a bit of like a mash, mash beliefs. What do you call it? Mash. A scrambled, a salad belief. Orishi, orishi. But Jesus said, I am the truth, unadulterated. Unadulterated. Let's open Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. We'll need to see why we need insight. Talking about power of insight. We've established that Jesus is truth. God is true. The Bible says God, our God is called the God of truth. Our God is called the God of truth. There's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no phony with him. There's no phony baloney with him. There's no lie with him. He said, for with, by two immutable things, it is impossible for God to lie. So God is truth. So, is, that is the word. He said, it's pure. We know from Hebrew 4.12, 4, where he talked about this, the characteristic of the future of this word of God. We're not going to be opening to it. You put it down, you go look for it, do your own research. Sunday is just to give us a little bit, and then we'll go and do our research to find out if it's so. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. When we talk about insight... Insight re- involves intuition, involves conscience, involves discernment. Somebody say, when we talk about insight, say when we talk about insight, involves intuition, it involves the conscience, and it also involves discernment. And all of this can only be achieved by the wisdom of God. It takes knowledge, it takes wisdom, and it takes understanding to have insight. God created everyone, he made everything, he gave everybody gifts and abilities to be like the gentleman who played the keyboard now. I am deaf, I am, I am, I'm French, that, that thing is French to me, I don't understand it. I'm blind to it, but he understands it. He understands it. You do what you do. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Please, shush. Everybody, sit down. You sit down. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Power of insight. We need intuition. We need conscience. We need our conscience and, uh, and discernment. And for these things to happen, it requires knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Intuition is, is, we have it in the Bible today. We'll be concentrating more on the issue of discernment. But it's all linked up together. It's all a circle. The Bible says, you will hear a voice behind you saying, what? Yeah? How, yeah, work, work herein. That is intuition. You just know it's correct. You just know it's right. We have, we have many, in, in, in today's world, we have different professions, different uh, art, music that people engage in. But we all need, there's, there's an insight that one needs to be able to do what they do. Somebody needs an insight. I'm a psych nurse. Even though another nurse, who is the general nurse, maybe an obstetric nurse, she may not, she, we are all nurses, but she doesn't know my job. She, doesn't, she may have an idea, but she, she may not even know my job. In fact, many of them run away from it because you're dealing with the mind. 
<laughs> when you see a broken leg, you know you're a broken leg. But how do you deal with the mind? Hallelujah. You need, we need insight for our vocation. To be able to be experts in them. Even the experts, we don't sit. How many of them have gotten PhD? The people who had PhD in 1969 when I was born. Is their is there knowledge relevant today? Maybe, maybe not. But are they current? Will they, be, will they be current? Will they be the current trend? Maybe there'll be some of it, but not. It grows. We need insight into current trends. We need it to be effective in what we do, in the profession, in our vocation. But also, we need insight into the spiritual things. There's an insight you and I need to have. As I say, you have people with the eyes, with the, with the physical eyes, they see, but they don't, but they don't see. They have physical eyes, but they don't see. They have ears, but they, they, they can't hear. They're, blind, they're deaf. So that is the insight we hope the Lord will help us to open up today in the name of Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1, verse, verse 17. Verse 17. The apostle says, you know, before they come up, are you looking? Are you looking for it for me? Ephesians chapter one. Ephesians chapter one. The power of insight. Insight is to have a clear perception. How do you see? How do you see? How do you see? Because the way you see inform your beliefs, inform your attitude. What do you believe? How do you perceive things? Insight is, is, is to have a clear, a clear perception of thing or recognition of something. Because you know what? In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 9 to, 9, 9, 9 to 11, I don't know if you can get to, come up with it, but often, otherwise I'll, I'll search it for myself. It says, Eyes have not seen. If we can see it, everybody should read it. Say, because eyes have not seen, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them through all, through his Holy Spirit. He said, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the dead things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of God man which is in him even so no one knows the things of god except the spirit of god do you want to know the things of god you will need to know we will need to be awakened alive to the spirit of god that is on our inside because eyes have not seen ears have not heard the things neither has it gone into the heart of any man the things that god has in stock for them that love him. If you love God, no, nobody has seen you yet. You, say, you, are, you have not seen me yet. You have said to your neighbor, you have, you have not seen me yet. You don't know me. You don't know me. This is not my end. You say, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither has he entered into the heart any, the things the Lord has in stock. But how do we get into knowing those things? Except by the Spirit of God. Except by the Spirit of God. Then Ephesians chapter 1 verse, the, uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. Paul the apostle prayed that they may have, the, that the Lord will give them spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. John, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. And also pray that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. Why do you need your eyes to be open? Your spiritual eyes to be open? You need your spiritual eyes to be open. That you have your eye of your understanding be open. One. Thank you. Thank you. This light is so hot. <laughs> Thank you very much. Come on. Ephesians chapter 1. Anyway, you, you follow me up so that I don't lose my thought. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 
17. We can look through to 20. If you, if you have it, you can open it up there. Anyways, it says in verse 18, it says, the apostle prayed in verse 17. We, we re- recite it here every time, isn't it? Okay, let's recite it. Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verse 17. It says, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and understanding in the knowledge of him. We need that kind of understanding. We need insight to that understanding. And that is the prayer of Apostle Paul. Why do we need that kind of, why do we need that? Why do we need wisdom and uh, and revelation? Why do we need wisdom and revelation and understanding in the knowledge of him? Listen now. Go, let's go to 18 now. It says, that you may know. Everybody say, that you may know. What is the hope of your calling? Two, he said that what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Three, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? This is why you need insight. We need insight. Colossians 1, 9, or Colossians, Colossians 1, 1 to 10, he says... For this reason, the apostle says, for this reason, we also know. Since the day that we heard of you, do not cease to pray for you to ask that you may be filled, that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. We need wisdom in, we need wisdom, we need wisdom in all spiritual understanding we need knowledge of his will and we need knowledge of his will and in all wisdom someone say i need the knowledge of his will and in all wisdom i need the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding why do you need it he said Verse 10, it says, the reason why you need that, the reason why you need that insight is that, verse 10, it says, everybody now verse 10, that we may all walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Intuition, Conscience, discernment, all are gifts of God. All are a gift of God. And the apostle asks that we need to learn how to develop it, how to grow in this. Wisdom is a gift from God and it's a spirit. Understanding is a spirit. Knowledge is a spirit. So we need to know that they are spirit and they are a gift to you so that you'll be able to come into the knowledge of him. When we have intuition or we have we, we, it, it, sometimes the intuition helps us stay clear from troubles. We need to have insight. We need to know what we are doing. It, sometimes it helps us to stay us away from things that can be a, a, problem to us. And so, God also work, gives you insight through your conscience. The conscience is the voice of the soul. The, con- the conscience is the voice of the soul. But sometimes, our conscience can be dead. It depends on how we, have, we allow ourselves. Sometimes, the conscience can, be, can develop callous. You know, callous how many of you have got colors under your feet? The hard skin. You can make it very soft, like the face, if you want. But some, you probably will need a knife to cut it. Develop, put it in the chemical to get it dissolved. <laughs> yeah, this conscience, the heart, can become callous. And when it becomes callous, the Spirit of God is not able to speak to us. It's not able to direct it's not able to correct. It's not able to, you know, to inspire because 
We, we remember the man of God taught us that a, a, a man is a triune being made of, a, a, of a, a spirit, soul, and body. And when a man becomes born again, our spirit, the spirit of the Lord, by which we, that, that got us into knowing him, mingles with our spirit. And now, when we allow that spirit to develop and grow and learn, it starts to influence our will and our emotion. But when we don't allow that to grow, we still we, we take our, 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 we, we, we still have tendency towards the flesh. We give power to the flesh. It depends on what do you give power to. What do you yield to? What have you What have you empowered? Have you empowered your spirit man, or have you empowered your 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 your, your soul to, towards the flesh? You prefer to empower your your your, your spirit man, your, your soul towards the spirit man. There's a talking between the spirit man, uh, uh, the spirit man, and uh, 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 and the flesh. Hallelujah. The apostles said something about this understanding. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. It says, the apostle talked about this mystery. This power of insight is taught in mystery. Someone say mystery. A mystery is a secret. How many of you would like to know secrets? We all like to know secrets. When you have somebody come say to you, come, I've got you have gossipers or you have uh, people who like to think or they have the exclusive. And we all like secrets, don't we? We like to we have secrets and we like to know other people's secrets. Nosy. Eh? We want to be those, but you see, he said the kingdom of God, this insight we are talking about that comes with knowledge, understanding. And understand that comes with wisdom, that comes with knowledge, wisdom, and understanding is is in mystery. Someone say in mystery. I believe you like to know how this mystery has come about. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter three. Ephesians chapter three, verse uh, we we'll see verse one to five. Let's read. Let's read. Every one of us, let's read now, verse 1 to, let's read to 5. Let's read to 5. 1 to 5. 1 to 5. Are we reading? Are we reading? Don't do madras. Don't do madras. Read with confidence, with persuasion. That is sitting you. Don't do madras. Don't be weak. Let's read with confidence now, everybody. Let's start from verse 1. One to go. And in which other, in other age, were not made known to the sons of men, as it is now being revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets, that by revelation he may be known, he, he, he had made known to me the mysteries. The mysteries, this mystery, this insight we're talking about, was revealed to Paul. It says, so that when you read it, when you read it, you may understand. You may understand my knowledge in the mysteries of Christ. Look at the purpose, the purpose of the mystery being revealed. Verse, verse 9 to 12. Verse 9 to 12. It says, and to make all see. Let's see verse 9. Verse 9, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9. Verse 9, verse 9. Go to verse 9, verse 9 to 12. 
Everybody says, verse 9, and to make us see what is the fellowship of the mystery. The beginning of age has been hidden in God who created all things through God in Christ. To the intent that the manifold wisdom of God may be known by the church to the principalities and power in the heavenly places. We need to have this insight. The church is not ordinary. The church is not a regular place. Where we go and beg, uh, you know, we only come because we want something from God. We come to church, everybody talk, 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 talk on behalf of God, but they have not come, they come to talk for God, they have not come to meet with God. We got to change that where we come to meet with God, not come to talk about God. Everybody has got something to talk about God. But we are coming here to come to talk, to, 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 to meet with God. It says, this insight we need to have. The Bible says, to the intent, to the intent that by the manifold wisdom of God might be known to the church. You, that is the purpose of the church. This mystery that you need to have insight for, it says, is the manifold wisdom of God that might be known that might be made known by the church to the principalities and to the powers in the heavenly places. We have to call them to, to, to teach them lesson. This wisdom we're talking about for insight is a manifold wisdom of God so that we can, we can teach the principalities and the powers and the rulers of darkness lesson. Not the Christian running, ducking. He is the devil. Don't call his name because if you call his name, he will come. If you don't call his name, he stay where he is. This is the purpose of the church. To evidence God to the, to the world. To evidence God to the principalities and to the powers. What's the point? I don't know. Personally, this is, this is, this is what has brought me to where I am today. What's the point? I didn't to, God had to teach me the point. I don't, I don't see, I don't see the, any difference. But we need spiritual insight to know the difference. Jesus came to introduce the difference. The difference is in the spirit. He said his light is the one that shone through everyone that came into the world. Everybody, everything you see is unto him. Let's quickly sing that song. It all belongs to you. Oh, it all belongs to you. Sing it with confidence now. It all belongs to you. Oh, it all belongs to you. Everybody, the Muslim, the Buddha, the nations, the countries, the colors, all belong to him. Whether Christians or no Christian. You see, the Bible did not... The, the Bible did not make clear statement about many things. There's no categories, there's some subjects that we argue for about today. There's no clear black and white instruction from the word of God. But how do we know the right way to go? We need insight to know what is wrong, what is right, what is good? What is bad? There are a lot of hot matters that are, that are going on. Everybody is doing it. Does it make it right? What is the perspective of the Bible on the matter? What, the subject we're talking about, what is the Bible perspective on the matter? What is the spirit perspective of the matter? Hallelujah. It says that all may see what is the fellowship of the mystery from the beginning of the age being hidden in God who created all things. No, he created some things. No, he created some things. He, no, he created few. 50%. 95%. 98%. 99.5%. All created for him for his glory. Remember, 
we are talking about the spiritual dimension. The spirit dimension. Someone say the spirit dimension. The spirit dimension. To the intent that the manifold wisdom of God may be made known to the church and to, to the principalities. We are meant to show them Pepe. We are meant to show them the church. The church, you and I. Individual, collectively, worldwide. We are meant to show principalities and power about this mystery. Show forth his glory. The glory, the mystery of Christ revealed. Hallelujah. In verse 11, we say, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ, our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Hallelujah. Let's look at Ephesians 3, 16 to 19. 16 to 19. He says in 16 to 19, he said that he will that he will grant you, that is the apostle's prayer again, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened in the with might through his Holy Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you be rooted and granted in love. Yeah, it says, may be able, may be able. To comprehend with the sense what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height. When we hear about when I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my riches gain account, but loss I pour contempt on all my pride. The last verse of it says something about love amazing love divine the love that demands my all love amazing love divine love so amazing say to your neighbor the love of God is so amazing it's so divine it demands your life say it demands my life it demands my all. Oh no, it's going to take away my phone. <laughs> How many of you feel God wants to take away your phone? Do we all want to have fun? I don't know. Look at them. Do you want to have fun? It's the Lord of the party. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. As Christians, I don't know why you're too serious. Eh? Your daddy is the, is the Lord of the party. Christians are too serious. I remember those days when I was a student. When they come preaching to me, I see them like that. I said, no, if your God is like this, I don't want it. They dress up like that, like Maria Carmen. Like, no, they're old, like old people. They have it, they're dressed up there. Their hands, like nobody sees their hands. Their eyes like this. But you know what? They are rotting like anybody who, who walks naked. Come on. Come alive. Hallelujah. Yeah? It's not about the showing of the hands or the showing of the legs. What's happening in your heart? The rottenness that goes on in the heart. This is the matter. That's what we're talking about. Yeah? It says, <laughs> God so amazing, love so divine. The love that demands my life. The love of God demands your life. It's not free. We are free. Someone say, I am free. I, am free. I think in the morning prayer, one of those morning prayers, is Allah recalled about being free. Being free. It is those, those days in my life I was thinking, I want to be free. I want to be free. But just like she explained to us clearly in that morning prayer, that is exactly what the Spirit of God said to me. Freedom is in me. Freedom is in me. Freedom is in Christ. God is not after, he's not ready to spoil your phone. He demands your life, he demands your all. Ah, Sister Lola, child, it's too much to give. It's too much to give. This God, I want to stop me from enjoying. No, I want to enjoy myself. Yeah, 
is the God is the one that allows us the enjoyment. He says the presence of the Lord is what? The fullness of joy and his right hand pleasures forevermore. Somebody say pleasure. Say it like you mean it. Say pleasure. Remember, I tell you something now so that you keep your mind. You know when David went to King David, went to after somebody's wife, God did not say, why did you go after his wife? He said, ah, if you had asked me, you didn't even ask me if you had asked me. That wasn't the matter. Yeah? He didn't say, why did you take Uriah's wife? He didn't say that. That wasn't the matter. He wants your enjoyment. But, yeah, his spirit is on your inside to determine what is right and what is wrong. You are the child of the Most High. Your joy is to be full, is to be complete. You should be exhilarating. Yeah? Exuding joy. But, say, Christians are usually the, they carry all the problems in the world. God have mercy. Yes. And Paul prayer again says in Philippians 1, 9 to 10, it says that your love may abound still more and more and in the knowledge and in all discernment, in all discernment, in all discernment, that you may be able to approve. Philippians 1, 9, 1, 9 to 10, said that you may be able to approve the things that are what? One, let's open it now. Let's, Philippians 1, 9, open it for me. Philippians 1, 9. 1, 9, we'll read from um, 9 to 10. We could read to 1 to 11 if you want. Okay, everybody, let's read now. And this I pray, that you love, your law may still be more and more in the knowledge and in discernment. Okay, let's go now. Approve the things one, two, three, yeah, eleven now. Being filled with the fruitness, the fruit of righteousness which are in Christ, which are in Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. So we need all discernment to approve all that is excellent. Is everything excellent? In our world, is everything excellent? Is everything good? But you need the spirit of the Lord on your inside to be able to discern all things. Not everything is explicit in instruction as to the Bible. But we need the spirit dimension of that word on our inside and understanding of the word to be able to approve what is excellent. Romans 12, 2. He said, do not, Romans 12 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may be able to know what, to approve what is what, good, what is acceptable, and what is the perfect will of God. You need that insight to be able to discern what is right, what is wrong, what is perfect, and what is unperfect. Hallelujah. Spiritual discernment is necessary. It's very necessary for us to know the will of God. Hallelujah. So it takes wisdom and discernment. So wisdom and discernment, they are close together. They are close together. And wisdom has its source in discernment. Wisdom has its, wisdom has its source in discernment. And when we study the Bible, we gain knowledge. But when knowledge only leads to wisdom, when discernment is present... Knowledge, listen now, listen now, listen to this. Wisdom has a source in discernment. When we study the Bible, we gain knowledge. But that knowledge only leads to wisdom when discernment is present. That, that knowledge only leads to wisdom when discernment is present. May we continue to have discernment in the name of Jesus. A person may spend all their whole life studying the scripture but never gain wisdom because they lack discernment. Say, Lord, give me discernment. Give me, dis- give me discernment in all things. Discernment is the ability to see and to intuitively recognize difference. To be able to see difference. 
not in the fog. Clear, bright. Hallelujah. The sermon in the Bible is the spiritual characteristic of sound judgment. Someone says sound judgment. The Bible says we have not been given the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a word. Sound mind to make judgment. People are talking, I mean, very sensitive matters. Kick him out. Kick the husband out. Kick the wife out. Kick him out. If you guys, I mean, everybody, husband, take care of your wives. Love them. Make her your queen. Women, love your husband. Love your husband. Love your children. There's possibility, there's a potential you will not want to do that. If people, and again, there's no tolerance anymore. Love. My husband used to say to me sometimes, I mean, it, I don't do that anymore. So I'll clarify now, I don't do that anymore because I'm now smart. Someone say I'm smart now. <laughs> if he says, if there's an issue now, I says, oh, I love you. I say, me, I don't love you now. No, I don't love you now. Right now, like this, I don't love you. He said, why? No, I don't love you right now. The way things are right now, I don't love you. He said, I love you. I said, I don't know, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> why? Not because the man is... He, he, a lot of the time, don't tell him. I don't tell him because it's so that he don't get... It's my own ego. My own pride. The matter is about my own pride. It, it, it affects my own pride. It affects my own ego. Even for me to just accept it, I don't. I get, for the fact that it's even saying the right thing. Oh, this is what the Bible says. No, I don't love you now. Forget it. When I love you, I'll, I'll let you know about it. Right now, I don't love you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I pray that you love me, you will say. No worry. I love you anyway. I pray that you love me. I don't know about that. <laughs> no. It's just, the, it's just the leech. Somebody said the leech that women throw. When I do that, you see him running. Do you, what do you want? What can I do for you? I don't know. Yeah. What would you buy for me? Oh, you are looking for my purse now. <laughs> Hallelujah. How do we get this insight? Somebody, I believe you want to know how to get this insight. It says one, it's one of the many blessings of the Holy Spirit. He gives you insight into the mystery of God, into secrets. He grants you unusual perception, understanding of the inner workings of things. And their composition and functionalities. This is the Holy Spirit that gives you that kind of understanding. So you see, the working of the Holy Spirit to the believer is very important. Like never before, make him your friend. Jesus Christ said, I will not leave you orphans. I will pray the Father and he will send the Spirit to you. Who will be in you and on you. He will, that the Spirit will do what? Help Somebody say, help you. What would the Spirit do for you? Say, the Holy Spirit will help me. Somebody say, what would the Holy Spirit do for you? So, when we talk about, oh, I cannot do this. I cannot love. I cannot forgive. I cannot do this. It's difficult for me to understand the Christian things. What are we saying? Basically calling him a liar. He says, he knew it. He says, I will not leave you alone just by yourself. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. So the, 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 your, your paraclete, the Holy Spirit, you need to have him every day. You need to come along with him every day. Not go ahead of him, not behind him. Come by him. Let him lead you. When the matter is there, sometimes we can be stubborn. Even the Spirit of God is telling us about the matter, we'll be stubborn. Yes, I know about that, but no, not now. And because of that, God sees this your peace. The man is saying, oh, oh I, I love you, but uh, you know, this, this is what the word of God says about the matter. 
you can't do that. For the fact that you said it, I get angry. Then, for the couple of hours, I don't have peace. Because it's the truth. It's the truth. Except if you don't have, your conscience is dead. It's callous. Then he don't speak to you anymore. The Spirit of God, when we are doing, when we are in the wrong path, and he's saying to us, no, this is it. Repent about that matter. Repent about that matter. If you don't do it, he stops. He says he's a gentleman. He doesn't force. He stops disturbing you about it. Then it becomes normal. You have seen when somebody starts to, when somebody tell lies to the point that they become delusional. They become delusional in the lies they have told. In their head, they believe it's true. God will deliver you and I in, in, from delusion in the name of Jesus. How do you get how, how, how do you how do you get inside? Proverbs chapter two. Proverbs chapter two. How do you get inside? Proverbs chapter two. Let's do two, three to five. Quickly now we're going to. Yeah, we still got time. By the grace of God, we'll soon finish. Proverbs chapter two. Proverbs chapter two. Proverbs chapter 2, 3 to 5. It says, it says, yes. Or we could even start from verse 1. My son. We could start from verse 1, actually. Start from verse 1. Verse 1 to 5. Everybody read from verse 1 to 5. It says, my son, if you receive my word and treasure my commandment within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes. If you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as a hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of God and the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Actually, even went on to say, For the Lord gives wisdom and his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. This insight we are talking about in any area of your life where you're, you're looking at, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's some kind of confusion there. You don't know what to do. God gives it. Say, so God gives knowledge. It gives wisdom. And gives understanding. It says, he, he stores up the sound wisdom for the upright. He stored up for you. He guides the path of the of the he cut the he guides the path of the justice and preserve the way of his sins with what with knowledge with wisdom and understanding. Okay. Jesus from Psalm one one nine Psalm one nineteen verse one thirty says the teaching of the world gives light. Now you have come to encounter light. May the Lord enlighten your darkness in all ramification in the name of Jesus. We need our light to we need we need light all the time. Apostle Paul says you were once darkness. Remember in John chapter 1, verse 5, he says, And and darkness and the light shine in darkness, and the darkness could not comprehend it. The apostle, Apostle Paul, he says, You were once darkness. Uh-uh, not in that you you were once darkness, but now we have come into His light. Hallelujah! We are now in His light, and so it says, the teaching of the Lord gives light, and even the simple can understand. So when we have difficulty in understanding the word of God, let's go back to the one who wrote it. It is the mind of God, and it is written in the book, the book of the Bible as we read. So if you have difficulty in understanding, say, Spirit of the living God, the Spirit of God that wrote, that inspired the word in the first place, ask him, and he will open it up to you in the name of Jesus. But you will need to read the book. Somebody say, read the book. Stability comes when we know the book. Read the book for yourself. If I'm telling you lies or I'm telling you what is not, from the time I've stood here, if you know the book, you will know whether I'm telling you the writing or not. But if you don't know the book, you are, you're, 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 you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable. You're vulnerable to error. 
If you don't read the book, how do you cross-check what somebody is saying to you? I believe you love the Lord. That is why you are here. So, take one more step. Put a plan in place. Read the word of God. Read the word of God. And so that when we are talking like this, there will be a spiritual mapping on your inside. There will be a connection on your inside. There will be a confirmation on your inside. There will be a redressing on your inside. Hallelujah. Let's look at Proverbs chapter... In, the, in fact, I won't, I won't look at... Go home, read Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Read it for yourself. When you go home, make sure you read that. It says, my children, in destruction, you know, it says, hear my children, the instruction of the fathers, and give attention to no understanding. Understanding is knowledge, wisdom, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding is, an, is, 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 is a decision that you and I have to take to know, to learn from. And we know these are spirits, and these are the spirit of Jesus. The apostles say, if you have, if, the way you have learned from Christ, so do, so work. Hallelujah. For I give good, uh, for I give good doctrine. I give good, good doctrine. How many of us are still arguing whether the Bible is the word of God or it's not word of God? Some people wrote it, some people didn't write it. What is it? It says, all scriptures are given by the inspiration of God and it is profitable for what? Doctrine, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may well be able to do what? Yeah, children, that the, that the man of God may be, may be thoroughly equipped and ready for what? Good works. Hallelujah. I think I'll do something now. I think we, we need to do this. Let's go to, I'm coming to a close now. Let's, we know clearly now that to have this power of insight, to have good perception, the right perception, knowing what right to do, be able to divide, to have a sound judgment, you need a mind renewal. Apostle Paul talked about being renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. At Ephesians chapter 3, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That spirit that God born again, we must allow it to continue to mingle with, with our own spirit in knowledge, in wisdom, and in understanding so that it's able to impact on our soul to effect on our emotions and our will to do the, the, the things that are pleasing. You don't sit down being responsible. And say, come on me. You don't come on me. This are the, this is, that, that is the crux. That is what needs doing. That is the work. That is the work. That is the work that is being laid for you and I. Love, God loves you and I so much. He gives everybody everything. I've seen people who don't know the name of this God, but God has shown himself good on their behalf. Church people, come out. Come out. He loves everybody. But there's an aspect. You and I that have decided to respond to his love, let's do it as the spirit leads. Let's do it as by the, by, the, by, by, by the instruction of the Holy Spirit as indicated by the word of God or by the inspired word. Or as inspired in your heart. Don't inspire your hair. My wife lead me. He said them that are them, them that are of this, them that are born of God are them that are led by the Spirit of God are the what? Them that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Are you a son of God? God is looking for sons. People he can lead. You don't have big, baby, big babies in diapers. 40 year old in diapers. People who are supposed to be people who are supposed to be teaching other people what to do. They are still in diapers. Can you imagine? 50-year-old in diaper, like me, like 53. I'm in diaper. People who are supposed to be teaching the meat of the world, exercising in the meat of the world, they are still in diapers. They are still begging them, please keep your hair stay like this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Crying all the time. Big babies. God is looking for sons. Unto us, a child is given unto us, a son, huh? a child is born and a son is given. God is looking to raise up sons, joined
and said to me, Thank you. Let your heart retain my words. Let your heart retain the word of God. It's not okay to be learning and learning and not attaining to knowledge. Always learning and learning and not, and not implementing what you have learned. It's not okay. Do not let learning, learning and not align what you have learned to find expression. It's not okay. He said, let it retain. It says, it says, let it retain my words. Keep my command and leave. Jesus Christ says, you, uh, you, you, do not be, you do not love the Father. That is, you do not have the love of, he said, you, in, in scriptures, look at this, John, John, John 5, John 5, around 33 to 40, said, Jesus said, you search the scripture, in them you think you have eternal life, yet you will not come to me that you may live. Why? Because you do not have the love of the Father. You are now, we will love the Lord and we will love him, we will love him with all of our heart, with all of our might, with all of our mind, with all of our strength, and we will love our neighbor as same in the name of Jesus. He says, there's nothing, like Pastor told us this morning, all this is a giving. God do this for me, God do that for me, God did this of course, the enemy might want to take advantage and do some certain things. God will have to intervene. But say, as for give me blessing, blessing. Somebody said to you, you are blessed. Be a shower of it. Be reassured. Say, I am blessed. Say, I am blessed. I'm a child of God. I'm not a regular. I am a child of God. God loves me. It's for me. It's not against me. He says, Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget, not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forget, do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her. She will preserve you. The word of God is a preserver. Love her. Love the word of God. Say, love her. And she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Exhort her. Value it. Yes, the Bible says, uh-huh. and so what? Bible say, uh-huh. they come again. Bible say, Bible say. What else do you want to hear? When, they, when there's an issue and the word of God has been put out, there's nothing else to say. Is there anything else you want to put on top of it? There, there's a matter on the ground, and they say this is what the Bible says. What do you want to add on top of it? What's your opinion? Tell your, tell your neighbor for me. It's not about you. Tell your neighbor, it's not about you. It's not about your opinion. Say it sincerely. I say it's not about you. It's not about your opinion. Okay. He said, exalt her and she will promote you. Let's take our walk with the Lord very seriously. When you are planning your time, put God into it. Put God as priority. Plan your time. Plan your family. Plan your work. Let God be in your planning. It doesn't come last in, the, in, 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 in things. Understand our context. We understand our context, but however, however, if your heart is chasing after him, if your heart is towards him, he will make a way for you. No matter how long, he, to, he will come through for you in the name of Jesus. You don't put him last. Then you see where it fits. No! They're putting on that she's not. Excuse me. I would like to be off on so 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 day. Because if they want to go and walk their dogs, they take day off. No, 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 yeah. They take day off. If they want to babysit their cats, they take day off. Take time off. Book your annual leave. Be present. They, everyone that appear before them in Zion, they grow out. From strength. Don't let anybody deny you. If they call the dead, go tell them at work. This day, can I be off work, please? Swap or take your annual leave. I've given you three options now. Don't let anybody deny you. They haven't called him before. They haven't said, no, I, I'll take the shift. I will. I will take the shift. I know there's a context here. But you know what? 
I'm telling you from the bottom of my heart, God is faithful. Say to yourself, God is faithful. This time is gone. I will stop now. Please read Proverbs chapter 4. My son, verse 20, say, Give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the spring of life. Put away from you deceitful mouth and perverse lips from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead. And your eyes look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your feet from evil. That is the job, ladies and gentlemen. This is who we are. This is why we are. It's, don't let the giants scare you. God is for you. He's brought you here. He will establish you. You'll soon look back and say, how did I come, how did I come to this point? He will make a way for you. Yeah? Put your feet down at work. Be present when the service is called. As, as you can. Because I know if you are like me, if I'm supposed to be in fellowship, I'm not. I'm not happy, usually. And I've always, I've always, that is it. That is it. God will give you understanding. God will give you the wisdom. And God will give you favor. Amen. Hallelujah. That is the insight you need. God bless you. In the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah.